Are you someone who doesn't wants to live a mediocre life? Someone who wants to have deeper meaningful relationships? Someone who wants to attract abundance effortlessly and to live life fully? Hi everyone, I am Mamta, spirituality, lifestyle and mindset coach and the host of my podcast Keep It Real, where we are going to talk about personal growth, love and relationships, money mindset, spirituality, lifestyle hacks and so much more. I created this podcast with an intention to motivate, inspire and empower you to be the greatest version of yourself and to live a life filled with passion, purpose, love, abundance and immense happiness. So join me as I interview incredible people, share my journey and guide you to live your best life. Hello everyone, welcome back to Keep It Real. I hope you are enjoying your weekend and I really wish that you all are doing good and taking proper care of yourself and your loved ones in this challenging times. Now, today's episode is extremely, extremely important and I'm so excited and genuinely so grateful to WWF India and Himanshu Pandey, who is a director of marketing and communications WWF India, for giving me an opportunity to work with them and to talk on such an important issue. WWF, which stands for Worldwide Fund for Nature, is one of the world's largest and most experienced independent conservation organizations with over 5 million supporters and a global network active in more than 100 countries. WWF's mission is to stop the degradation of planet's natural environment and to build a future in which humans live in harmony with nature by conserving the world's biological diversity, ensuring that the use of renewable natural resources is sustainable and promoting the reduction of pollution and wasteful consumption. So in today's episode, I am going to talk about COVID-19, urgent call to protect people and nature, an initiative taken by Worldwide Fund for Nature. The data referred in this episode is based on the report that has been written by Dalberg Advisors and the team comprised of Vijnajati Witt, Ariana Freschi and Emily Trench. The report was made possible by generous contribution of time and expert knowledge from many individuals and organizations. I would like to like tell a bit about Dalberg Advisors. The Dalberg Advisors is a strategy consulting firm that works to build a more inclusive and sustainable world where all people everywhere can reach their fullest potential. They partner with and serve communities, governments and companies providing an innovative mix of services that are advisory, investment, research, analytics and design to create impact at sale. So guys, in today's episode, I will be sharing a lot of information on zoonotic diseases, what they are, how they are spreading at an alarming rate, the symptoms, diagnosis, the outcome, and I will also be talking about why this moment is a key opportunity for transformative change that we can bring consciously to heal and restore humanity's broken relationship with nature. I believe it's extremely important to get ourselves educated in times like this to get more aware and spread the awareness around so that we wouldn't need to be in a position that we are in today. So in this episode, I will be sharing information that we can be used on a personal and collective level. So please, please, please stay till the end and share this episode with as many people as you can. Now, if we reflect back on past six months, we'll realize how humanity's broken relationship with nature has impacted us globally and its effect can be felt enormously. 
from the mounting loss of life and untold suffering of families to the global economic shock that's destroying jobs and livelihoods. The longer the crisis continues, the greater the threat will be to the global peace, security and stability. And yet, there is a real opportunity in the midst of this tragedy to heal our relationship with nature and mitigate the risk of future pandemics. We can see new zoonotic diseases are emerging at an alarming rate. The COVID-19 health crisis reconfirms how people and nature are interlinked and how our negative impact on the nat- natural world increases the risk of future pandemics. As high-risk wildlife continues to be exploited and natural world encroached upon, the risk is growing. It is important to understand that in our increasingly globalized world, the probability is higher than ever that a new disease becomes a global pandemic with serious consequences for our health, economies and ecosystems. So this is a pivotal moment to build a safer future for people and the planet. Now understand that the key drivers for the emergence of zoonotic diseases are the land use change, expansion and the intensification of agriculture and animal production, and the consumption of high-risk wildlife. WWF urges governments, companies and individuals to tackle these key drivers and create a healthier world for people and our planet. Although we cannot always foresee and prevent these diseases, we can act to heal our relationship with nature and reduce the risk of future pandemics. Now let's first know what zoonotic diseases are and why are they emerging at an alarming rate. Zoonotic diseases are any diseases originating from animals and transmitted to humans. They are caused by animal pathogens like bacteria, viruses or animal parasites. The event in which an animal pathogen infects a human and overcomes their immune system is called a spillover. I'll repeat that again. The event in which an animal pathogen infects a human and overcomes their immune system is called a spillover. Now let's understand why are zoonotic diseases emerging at an alarming rate. In recent decades, people have increasingly encroached upon the natural world, resulting in escalating levels of contact between humans, livestock and wildlife. As a result, the frequency and number of zoonotic diseases originating in animals and transmitted to people has risen drastically over the last century. Every year, around 3 to 4 zoonotic diseases are emerging and these new diseases possess a grave threat to human health, causing deadly pandemics including HIV-AIDS, severe acute respiratory syndrome that is SARS and the most recently COVID-19. The increased emergence of zoonotic diseases is linked to two widespread environmental risks. First, Driven by unsustainable food systems, the large-scale conversion of land for agriculture is increasing interactions between wildlife, livestock and humans. Land conversion is destroying and fragmenting forests and other natural habitats around the world, resulting in higher levels of contact between wildlife, livestock and humans. This problem is only set to worsen as the challenge of feeding a growing population increases and diets shift. And the second is poor food safety standards, including permitting the trade and consumption of high-risk wildlife species, are increasing human exposure to animal pathogens. Globally, demand for wild meat is growing 
as either a delicacy or a necessity, driving increased cell and consumption and increasing the potential for exposure to diseases during high-risk sourcing, handling and preparing practices. The risk of a new zoonotic disease emerging in the future is higher than ever with the potential to break havoc on health, economies and global security. The COVID-19 crisis exemplifies the devastating costs of global pandemics. Between December 2019 and May 2020, over 370,000 people died from COVID-19 related causes in more than 200 countries, which is just under 3 times the number of people killed by armed conflict and terrorism every year. The economic impact has been estimated at between 2.4 US dollars and 8.8 trillion US dollars in lost output which is almost 3 times the GDP of the UK. Almost half of the world's workforce is at risk of losing their livelihoods with the social and economic effects disproportionately affecting already marginalized groups including women and indigenous communities. The drastic shifts driven by COVID-19 are also threatening global food security with warnings that the number of people at risk of acute hunger could rise from 135 million to 265 million by the end of 2020. Further, COVID-19 may impact global stability with tensions escalating in volatile areas and geopolitical rivalries between countries predicted to worsen. Beyond this devastating cost, the same forces driving an increased risk of pandemics are also exacerbating the current planetary emergency of nature loss and climate change, putting the health of current and future generations at risk. The COVID-19 crisis demonstrates that systematic changes must be made to address the environmental drivers of the pandemics. To date, attempts to increase the sustainability of our food systems by addressing deforestation and land conversion as well as to tackle the sale and consumption of high risk wildlife have made some progress however many businesses have failed to meet their commitments and some governments have either not put in place or failed to enforce legislation the pandemic has shown that whether tackling environmental issues or health crisis solution must recognize the deep interconnectedness of different systems the crisis has demonstrated the power of global responses to drive forward systematic changes with unprecedented shifts in the way that people behave from respecting social distancing to in certain countries hundreds of thousands of people volunteering to support the crisis response consequently an unparalleled opportunity now exists to work together to address the unsustainable pressures that are being placed on the environment Now is the time for transformative action to protect natural ecosystems in order to reduce the risk of future pandemics and build towards nature positive carbon neutral sustainable and just societies. A collective response to the crisis must protect nature by a government's commit to a new deal for nature and people to deliver credible actions that halts and starts to reverse the loss of biodiversity putting nature on a path to recovery by 2030 for the benefit of all people and the planet b stopping the illegal unregulated and high risk wildlife trade and consumption and enforcing hygienic and safe practices across markets and restaurants 
C. Stopping land conversion, deforestation and fragmentation across natural ecosystems while sustainably feeding a growing global population. And D. Building a new relationship between people and nature through a sustainable and just economic recovery. Now let's look at the symptoms. Between December 2019 and May 2020, COVID-19 infected more than 6 million people worldwide, which is more than the population of New Zealand. Tragically, the disease has co- killed more than 3,70,000 people in over 200 countries, which is just under the three times the number of people killed by armed con- conflict and terrorism every year. The emergence of COVID-19 has been linked to a disease prevalent in horseshoe bats. Once it was transmitted to humans, the disease spread rapidly through our globalized society, reaching individuals in every region of the world. COVID-19 is the latest of several recent zoonotic diseases emerging in people and demonstrates how human health and nature are closely interconnected. Interactions with nature can expose people to a wide range of animal diseases. In fact, approximately three to four new infectious diseases emerge each year, most of which originate from wildlife. Over the last 30 years, approximately 60 to 70 percent of the new diseases that emerged in humans had a zoonotic origin. Animal pathogens can infect humans directly through contact with the wild animals that are natural carriers of these diseases or indirectly by transmission through intermediate hosts such as livestock and domestic or pre-domestic animals that live in proximity to humans. These intermediate hosts act as mixing vessels that can lead to genetic variations of diseases, enabling them to infect humans. Healthy ecosystems can help mitigate humanity's exposure and vulnerability to different health risks, including zoonotic diseases. Robust natural ecosystems enable access to necessities such as clean air, water, medicines and food, which strengthens health and immune systems as well as reduce vulnerability to all types of diseases. For example, a study found that in the U.S., trees and forests removed 7.4 million tons of air pollution in 2010, which is equivalent to taking almost 4 million cars off U.S. roads for a year. That's huge. The improved air quality alone led to an estimated reduction of more than 6,70,000 incidences of acute respiratory symptoms. Further, when natural ecosystems like forests remain intact, interactions between major human population groups and wild host species are often more limited. As a result, viruses circulate in natural ecosystems without crossing over into humans. Similarly, wild host species have fewer interactions with domesticated animals and livestock, which generally live in close proximity to humans. It is therefore less likely for domestic animals and livestock to become intermediate hosts of these diseases. Some studies also suggest that greater biodiversity of species in a natural ecosystems like a forest may hinder disease transmutation. This may be attributable to what scientists call the delusion effect, which makes it more difficult for a single pathogen to spread rapidly or to dominate. The frequency of zoonotic diseases outbreaks caused by a spillover of pathogens from animals host to people may have then tripled in the last decade. 
The diversity of these pathogens has also increased with the number of zoonotic diseases infecting people quadrupling over the same time period. These increases are driven by more frequent contact between humans and dangerous animal pathogens as well as by contact with a wider variety of species resulting in the emergence of new forms of diseases in humans. These new zoonotic diseases have posed a grave threat to human health around the world causing a global pandemic such as HIV AIDS, severe acute respiratory syndrome that is SARS, swine flu, Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, that is MERS, Ebola, and currently COVID-19. The increase in zoonotic outbreaks is a system of a broken relationship between humans and nature and is likely to worsen. As population pressures mount, people increasingly encroach into natural ecosystems, resulting in accelerating levels of contact between humans, wildlife, and livestock. This results in additional exposure to new animal pathogens and creates dangerous conditions for spillover from one species to another. As the natural world continues to be degraded, the risk of deadly new zoonotic diseases emerging becomes higher than ever. The risk of zoonotic diseases is accelerating driven by two key factors. First, the trade of high-risk live wildlife animals and their meat and unsustainable food systems driving the large-scale conversion of land for agriculture. Many recent pandemics, including COVID-19, have been linked to the high-risk trade and consumption of wildlife in markets and restaurants. Increasingly, the global sale of wild animals, their meat and other products in markets, which restaurant increases human contact with wild species and in turn increases exposure to zoonotic diseases. Keeping different species in cramped conditions together, the risk of genetic recombination between different viruses and transmission to a new species, including humans, is escalated. The improper handling of live domestic animals and their meat can also drive potential diseases exposure, particularly when these animals are slaughtered on the premises or kept alongside other wildlife. The unsafe trade and transport of high-risk wildlife to a new urban locations for consumption or other purposes also creates conditions for spillover. Every year, hundreds of thousands of wild animals are traded across international borders for commercial purposes, often in cramped and unhygienic conditions. This leads to the movement of possible host species across these borders, enabling transmission between species and geographies. Wild meat is also consumed as a source of protein in some regions, particularly in rural communities in developing countries exposing individuals to dangerous pathogens. The hunting, transportation and cooking practices used in consuming wild meat for substance for often do not follow any food safety standards. As the number of people experiences acute hunger after the COVID-19 pandemic is predicted to rise Significantly, there is a risk that the consumption of wild meat as a source of food security will also grow. Given that protein consumption is essential to nutrition and health, there is an urgent need to ensure that the communities that depend on wild meat can obtain safe and sustainable sources of protein and prepare them hygienically or be assisted in developing alternative protein sources. And the second risk is unsustainable food systems driving the large-scale conversion of land for agriculture. 
Land conversion for food and livestock production is destroying and fragmenting natural habitats around the world. The amount of land converted for food and livestock production is increasing at a rapid rate in order to feed a growing global population. Since 1990, 178 million hectares of forest have been cleared, which is equivalent to the size of Libya, the 18th largest country in the world. The loss of primary forest in grasslands has continued to grow in recent years, mainly driven by commodity production and shifting agriculture. Most habitat loss associated with agriculture is attributed to just three commodities, beef, soy and palm oil. As a result of extensive land conversion, about 70% of forests globally are now within one kilometer of a forest age and are exposed to further fragmentation. Land conversion for agriculture activities has caused 70% of planetary biodiversity loss and half the loss of tree cover globally to date. Extensive land conversion, deforestation and habitat fragmentation are not only catastrophic for eco- ecosystem health, they also increase interactions between humans and wildlife. Globally, between 1945 and 2005, land use change has contributed to almost half of zoonotic diseases events emerging in humans. For example, extensive deforestation and fragmentation in Western Central Africa is linked to several Ebola outbreaks in these regions. Forest fragmentation builds and brings wildlife into closer contact with humans in areas where wildlife and people increasingly share the same spaces and compete for the same resources. Likewise, human encroachment into ecosystems such as forest may increase the number of density of host species in forest fragmentation, increasing the likelihood of interactions with humans. It is also imperative to understand that the pressure on nature for food will continue increasing as the challenges of feeding the growing population expands. Finding sustainable solutions to ensure food security for a growing global population is a key challenge of the 21st century with the world population projected to reach nearly 10 billion by 2050. Based on current trends, global food demand is expected to increase anywhere between 59% to 98% by 2050. Encroaching on natural habitats puts humanity at a higher risk of exposure to diseases from wildlife. Moreover, growing demand will likely lead to further intensification of agricultural production with the potential for increased spillover from wild animals into livestock. It will be necessary to find sustainable ways to meet these demands for food while protecting ecosystems and human health. So what is the outcome? As we can see, COVID-19 is a devastating wake-up call that humanity's broken relationship with nature affects not only the wildlife and natural ecosystems whose habitats are being destroyed, but also threatens the human health. By continuing to damage natural habitats, humans risk incurring the terrible loss of new zoonotic diseases as well as increased exposure to other threats such as climate change. The devastating health impacts of recent pandemics including COVID-19 are a stark illustration of the human costs of the encroachment on nature. Some infectious zoonotic diseases can spread rapidly around the world, resulting in human tragedy on a global scale. Between December 2019 and May 2020, over 6 million people globally contracted COVID-19 with more than 3,70,000 deaths recorded.
This grim total is set to rise with an additional 190,000 people likely to die in Africa alone. Unless the root drivers of zoonotic diseases emergence are addressed, the global economy and food security will come under further threat. The cost of COVID-19 are estimated to reach between 2.4 US a trillion US dollars and 8.8 trillion US dollars or up to 3 times to the size of the GDP of the UK. Due to the disruption caused by the pandemic and the economy and the necessary response measures put in place by the governments the global economy is projected to contract by 3% in 2020 and almost half of the global workforce is in immediate danger of losing their livelihoods. The drastic and economic shifts driven by covid-19 are also threatening global food security and it has been warned that the number of people at risk of acute hunger after the pandemic could rise from 135 million to 265 million by the end of the year due to the disruption in food supply chains movement and transportation restrictions and reductions in people's purchasing power Further, COVID-19 may be the worst, but it's certainly not the only recent pandemic with a devastating economic impact on countries or regions. COVID-19 has highlighted that indigenous people can be particularly vulnerable to the health and economic impacts of pandemics. Lockdowns and travel restrictions have also disproportionately affected indigenous people as many work in the informal economy and rely on economic income from markets, handicrafts, seasonal work and tourism to support themselves. Furthermore, the economic and social impacts of pandemics such as COVID-19 have a clear gender bias. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic there have been widespread reports of surges in gender-based violence as women are confined with their abusers during quarantine. For every 3 months that lockdown continues an additional 15 million cases of gender-based violence are expected. In addition, many women now have lower access to key health services including sexual and reproduction productive health as well as maternal, newborn and child health services. Pandemics can threaten global and national peace and security, increasing the urgency for public institutions to address their drivers. On the global stage, geopolitical rivalries between countries are set to worsen as countries grapple with different economic impacts of the COVID-19 crisis. Moreover, pandemics can further endanger the natural world with environmental monitoring and reinforcement already suffering at as a result of COVID-19. The rapid spread of new zoonotic diseases also possesses a grave threat to wildlife and ecosystem dynamics. Zoonotic diseases outbreak and damage natural ecosystems affecting prey populations, biodiversity and the delivery of ecosystem services. The same forces driving increased pandemics are also furthering environmental degradation through climate change and biodiversity loss. Food and land use systems currently cause up to 30% of total greenhouse gas emissions contributing to climate change widespread land conversion and deforestation disrupts the vital role of ecosystems in capturing and storing greenhouse gases when forests are cleared or burned they re- they release greenhouse gases into the atmosphere contributing to rising global temperatures Agricultural production processes further contribute to global warming with high levels of greenhouse gas emissions associated with fertilizer users, 
energy consumption and livestock production. This in turn creates further risks to human health with climate change set to increase deaths from heat strokes, malnutrition and disease transmission. And over the coming decades, emissions driven by food systems are predicted to increase, generating further climate changes and resulting in severe repercussions for the health of both humans and nature. Now, why this moment is a key opportunity for transformative change? The current crisis demonstrates that to make true progress on these issues, systematic change is required. Whether tackling environmental issues, health crisis or economic challenges, solution with a single focus or leverage point are unlikely to be successful given the deep interconnectedness of different systems. Cross-cutting responses are required such as promoting more sustainable and efficient food systems, encouraging healthier and more sustainable diets, reducing overproduction and consumption and moving towards nature-positive and climate-neutral financial systems that incorporate environmental risks in their decision-making process. These solutions must be coordinated between different actors including government, the private sectors, the public, IPLCs and the environment, animal and health specialists, leading to a general social shift to embrace a healthier relationship with the planet. The COVID-19 crisis is a pivotal moment in which the world can and must take action. By tackling the key drivers of illegal and high-risk wildlife trade and by increasing the sustainability of food systems through eliminating deforestations and conversions from supply chains, stakeholders have the power to make transformative changes to reduce the impact of environmental drivers on human health. There is an opportunity to make these changes by seizing key policy movements in 2020 and 2021. 2020 was dubbed a super year for nature and despite some delays and cancellations due to COVID-19 crisis, many critical events for driving transformational shifts will take place, including the UN Biodiversity Summit. Now is the moment to reframe humanity's relationship with nature, reduce the risk of new zoonotic diseases emerging and recommit to the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. Now, more than ever, public transport, uh, I'm sorry, public support is aligned towards driving forward a new sustainability agenda. As governments are faced with the challenges of rebuilding economies, stakeholders can work together to fix humanity's broken relationship with nature. Globally, there is increasing momentum to introduce new environmental regulations to reduce the future threats from pandemics. New WWF commissioned research shows that there is an overwhelming public support across Southeast Asia for a ban on illegal and unregulated wildlife markets and decreasing willingness to buy and consume wildlife. Similarly, a recent polling of public opinion in 14 countries found that 65% of respondents supported a green economic recovery process that would prioritize the environment and climate change within it. It is therefore essential to build on the momentum created by COVID-19 crisis to tackle illegal and high-risk wildlife trade and unsustainable food systems. Now is the moment to seize the opportunity to build back better. This includes agreeing a new deal for nature and people to halt and reverse the loss of nature and biodiversity towards a nature-positive world by 2030. COVID-19 has also demonstrated the power of global response to solve urgent challenges.
By the end of March 2020, over 100 countries worldwide had instituted comprehensive response programs. There have also been significant shifts in the way that individuals and communities behave from respecting social distancing where possible to hundreds and thousands of people volunteering to support community members and the crisis response. The combination of governmental and individual actions demonstrates that by investing in crisis response and changing behavior, humanity can take positive steps to mitigate urgent threats to human health. An unparalleled opportunity now exists to address the unsustainable pressures that are being placed on the environment which are risking the health of current and future generations. So we need to take urgent actions to protect the health of both planet and the people on long term. I'm sure you're wondering where to start. WWF has some recommendations for you that you can use to help avoid future pandemics and save both nature and people. Government, businesses and financial institutions need to take fundamental systematic actions to reverse the loss of nature and put nature on a path to recovery to create a nature positive world by 2030. So let's have a look at the recommendations. Number 1. Stop illegal unregulated and high risk wildlife trade and consumption what's the immediate action that you can take stop high risk wildlife trade policy makers should take steps to halt the sale and trade of high risk wildlife species which creates dangerous opportunities for zoonotic diseases spillover These actions includes shutting down the trade and sale of high-risk wildlife within markets and enforcing hygienic and safe practices across markets and restaurants with a priority focus on those in high-density urban areas. Second, scaling up efforts to combat the trade of illegal and high-risk species at national and international levels. Third, increasing coordinations between public health reinforcement and environmental agencies at local and national levels and last supporting the development of sustainable and resilient support those who currently rely on high risk species as a protein or income sources and ensuring biosafety standards are respected if establishing new animal farming operations influence consumer behavior to reduce wildlife demand and support safety standards ensure the long term viability of trade and safety regulations by reducing consumer demand for wildlife and enforcing standards these actions include one strengthening government and civil society efforts to reduce consumer demand for a high risk wildlife products particularly among those for whom a wildlife is concerned uh, is considered a delicacy through broad public education and evidence based campaigns targeting known consumer groups second enforcing robust regulations on live wild and domestic animals and food hygiene standards and preventing high risk trade from shifting into black markets and improving national enforcement mechanisms against illegal through monitoring and adoption of enforcement best practices The second recommendation is support sustainable food systems that halt encroachment on nature. What are the immediate actions that you can take? Limit the impacts of COVID-19 on people 
and nature by ensuring agricultural deforestation and conversion does not increase as immediate food security is pursued. Respond to the negative effects of COVID-19 crisis on the environment and on communities reliant on ecosystems services for their livelihoods. These actions include reinforcing government, reinforcing government efforts to maintain environmental protections to strengthen regulations during this crisis and to protect funding for environmental programs, including effective and equitable management of protected and conserved areas. Second, maintaining and strengthening existing voluntary environmental measures from private sectors, actors, including companies and finance providers, to eliminate deforestations and ecosystem conversion from their food supply chains. Supporting local communities to obtain alternative sources of livelihood and working with these communities to strengthen monitoring and reporting of deforestation and land conversion to prevent illegal encroachment, particularly in areas that have lost their normal sources of finance for forest protection, such as those dependent on tourism rev revenue. What are the systematic actions that you can take? Demand side government showing global leadership by developing and reinforcing policies or legislations to eliminate deforestation and conversion from supply chains and create a consistent market for sustainably, sustainably sourced commodities. This includes adopting deforestations and conversion free sourcing and trade policies in line with the guidance of accountability framework initiative and reporting trans transparently on progress. Beyond their own supply chains, companies should advocate for deforestation and conversion-free policies and invest in landscapes that they source from, collaborating with land platforms to support the trans transition to deforestation and conversion-free landscapes. Collaborating with global platforms that promote food systems transformations to stimulate pre-competitive actions to eliminate deforestation and conversion from sourcing practices. Next, promoting financial and technical support for local action in deforestation fronts from corporate, bilateral and national sources. This includes facilitating effective land use planning and governance to combat conversion and fragmentation developed in conjunction with IPLCs to respect their land and water rights. And last, developing local solutions to landscape-specific risks, including expanded networks of effectively and equitably managed protected and conserved areas, which respects biosafety standards, have alternative financing mechanisms that are more resilient to shocks and recognize IPLCs and water rights. The third recommendation is building a more sustainable relationship with between people and nature through sustainable and just economic recovery approaches with def defined and holistic goals. Develop economic recovery packages that respond to immediate needs while building long-term resilience. Governments are developing and distributing unprecedented stimulus recovery packages. These must deliver social and economic benefits to all, particularly the most vulnerable as well as ensure sustainable livelihoods. It is essential that these investments are linked to positive actions for climate, nature and sustainable development goals and do not support or subsidize sectors that are highly polluting or that possess a threat to the natural ecosystems. For example, the U 
EU has announced a stimulus plan of 750 billion euros, equivalent to 4% of its members' total GDP, to be driven by European Green Deal. Similarly, Japan has announced a 1.1 trillion US dollar stimulus package to support a sustainable recovery and New Zealand has announced 1.1 billion New Zealand dollars for nature-based jobs. What are the systematic actions that you can take in this? Government business and financial institutions need to commit to ambitious targets to halt and reserve sorry and to reverse the loss of nature. COVID-19 has demonstrated the value of nature to human health, economies and societies. Following the pandemic, it will be essential for government, business and the financial sectors to, be, to better integrate the sustainable development goals into the planning and activities. Government and other stakeholders should support ambitious and measurable environmental targets, mobilizing adequate and consistent resources for global action to halt and reverse the loss of nature by 2030. So to conclude all of this, WWF calls on all governments to halt the high-risk wildlife trade and increase enforcement to combat illicit wildlife trade. Second, to introduce and enforce legislation and policy actions to eliminate deforestation and conversion from supply chains. Third, to commit to and provide adequate finance for the implementation of an ambitious post-2020 global biodiversity framework. Fourth, to commit to a new deal for nature and people that puts nature on the path of recovery for the benefit of all people and the planet. Fifth, to design COVID-19 economic recovery packages that ensure a green and just transition and facilitate increased investment in sustainable and resilient business models. And sixth, support vulnerable communities to protect their food, security and livelihoods in sustainable and resilient ways, including the recognition of indigenous people's land and water rights. WWF calls on all companies and industries to first implement and strengthen all voluntary environmental measures during and after the crisis. Second, deliver credible actions to decrease the environmental footprint of food supply chains, including promoting sustainable production, ensuring supplier traceability to points of origin, and encouraging consumers to make sustainable dietary choices. Third, support policies and legislations that ensure all production and consumption of agricultural commodities are free from deforestation and conversion of natural ecosystems. Fourth, incorporate a One Health approach within all business and financing decisions, particularly risks related to threats to global health. Fifth, Develop and implement innovative financial mechanisms and solutions that have positive environmental and social outcomes. WWF calls on civil society organizations to support vulnerable communities directly affected by the crisis and its environmental drivers, ensuring that they are adequately represented in recovery efforts. Second, work together with governments and industries to develop sustainable solutions that reduce illegal and high-risk wildlife exploitations and transform our food systems. And third, increase accountability of international institutions, governments and industries that fail to take actions in the wake of the crisis. And finally, WWF calls on the public to first engage with our government representatives to ensure that they commit to a new deal for nature and people, take action to protect natural ecosystems and strengthen their nature and climate commitments.
Second, call on industries to demonstrate leadership through decreasing their negative impacts on society and environment. And last, shift their dietary and consumption habits to make more sustainable choices. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Keep It Real. I hope this episode helped you all. Now you know what immediate actions you should take on an individual and collective level to reduce the risk of future pandemics, protect natural ecosystems and create a healthy natural environment. Special thanks to Iman Shupandi and WWF India for giving me this opportunity to spread this message and create awareness. So guys, please, please, please share this episode with your friends and family. Let everyone get aware and educated about these issues. Also, please leave a review. It makes a huge difference to the podcast. And I hope you all have subscribed by now. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. I'll see you next week with an incredibly exciting topic. Until then, keep safe, take care and keep your vibes high. Bye.